Coming to you live from the treasure chamber of Kali Baba and his 40 Thieves, it's the 10 Point Podcast. My name is Bruce, and I've just watched all of the films of the 20th century. Maybe I could magic up a couple of podcast co-hosts to help me review them. Shabooey! First, he just wants to be a real boy, it's Chris. Hello. And second, he's cute. And he's big, and that spells big trouble. It's Andy. Nice. <laughs> you have a giant pink bow on you, like the elephant did. It's the 10-point podcast. It feels like it's been longer than a week since I spoke to you guys. I don't know I don't know why it feels that way. Maybe it has been. Uh, you can listen to us, the 10-point podcast, everywhere you listen to podcasts, be it Spotify, be it Apple Music, be it Amazon, be it... Where else can they hear us? Podbean, that's where we are, isn't it? Uh, but 10pointpodcast.com is the easiest place, and you'll find all our information and our reviews and other bits and pieces on there. Andy, is there anything new on 10pointpodcast.com that everyone should rush out and have a look at? There's always a new honest review every week. Uh, there's a new one going up from the new Netflix film. It's a romantic comedy. Can't remember the name of it, but that'll be up <laughs> tomorrow. Can't be that good. <laughs> I've also it escapes me at this moment what it's called as well. Uh, but it yes, stars Damon Wayans Jr. All, there you are. So there's always uh, reviews going up on there. You can find all the information about this on the different social medias. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Ten Point Podcast. Uh, we still don't have an Instagram because we are a podcast. That's become a catchphrase that I've made up, and I've had no feedback <laughs> on it from anyone, but I just say it every single episode. I was uh, trying to no sell it. <laughs> please get in touch with us on the social medias that we do, Facebook and Twitter, Ten Point Podcast. And that's it. we want to hear from you. We want to have a chat and hear what you think and hear what you want to hear we want from the podcast. We want sponsorship. <laughs> and yes, uh, Vance aid free, so we want sponsorship. Uh, as we've kind of we've shied away from that because we were getting some donations, but yeah, the Vance is continuing to not be free, so we do need some more but some more donations. F- technically, it is free, but we we don't want it to be free, but we want we want donations to keep it free. <laughs> it's exactly. a vicious cycle of being free. <laughs> of needing money is a vicious cycle, actually. <laughs> Uh, but this week, it's, it's been longer than a week it feels like since we've spoken, but so what have you guys managed to fit in in the time in between? Chris, what have you watched in the last week? I've not watched any films, but I uh, watched Standard. the start of The Boys, see, season three. Well, there's better things than just films, mate. And I've finally caught up with Orange is New Black, and I'm, you'll find out later on that most of my week was spent uh, trying to watch this film. <laughs> okay uh, what you'll find you? out why later <laughs> what have you uh, what have you watched in the last week who me uh, i watched boys uh like chris i also watched the new netflix series away which is basically a better version of interstellar without matthew mcconaughey oh, yeah. uh so <laughs> that, that's pretty good and i watched a few films but they're so good that i'm not going to tell you what they are because they could be future podcast material yeah, I've done that a few times throughout as well. I think there's at least been three films I've watched and I'm like, oh no, I'm saving that. I'm not spoiling that I've watched that. Uh, my week was uh, mainly watching All or Nothing, the football documentaries on Amazon. Uh, I finished off the Man City one they never seen and I've started the Spurs one and the Spurs one is good. So Tottenham Hotspur, All or Nothing on Amazon. But the one film I've watched and in between uh, was Taken. I had never seen Taken, the Liam Neeson uh, film before oh. and thoroughly enjoyed it. You're in for a treat <laughs> in the second one. Banger. Yeah, this, I've heard that the second one is either you like it or you, you hate it yes but it, it, it's as good if you do like the first one and i very much enjoyed the first one it has its flaws 
but it gets a big thumbs up from me. I would give it in the top half worth of marks, probably seven or an eight. I think I'd give it out a ten or taken. But yeah, very much enjoyed it. And despite the fact I'd seen it in trailers, I'd seen it in clips, I'd seen it spoofed. Liam Neeson on the phone doing his I have a very particular skill stuff. It's still a great scene, <laughs> despite the fact I've seen it a million times without seeing the film, which is a good sign of a great scene. Uh, so yeah, Taken was my big one of the week. But back on to the reason for the podcast this week. And the point this week is <laughs> DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp, <laughs> which makes me smile just to even say it. <laughs> Stan can't even say it without laughing. Is I could say. Brought to us from little-known Walt Disney pictures, or particularly Disney movie tunes, as this was the first ever feature-length film made by Disney that wasn't by their film division, it was by their TV division uh, brought us this film. A 1990 animated family adventure comedy fantasy, that's what I've got written down here as the genre, based on characters from the Donald Duck universe from Disney comics. I didn't realise these were Duck, Donald Duck universe characters until I found... How many ducks do you think there is in the Disney universe? Jesus, Elvis. Well, that's it. Here's not an in-depth quiz, but do you know what relation Scrooge McDuck is to Donald Duck? Cousins. Uh, I was going to say brothers. Scrooge McDuck is Donald Duck's uncle on his mother's side. Uh, I did not even know Donald Duck had a mum and a dad. It sounds stupid to say it, but I didn't know he had an actual featured in comics or whatever, mum and dad. Uh, So Scrooge McDuck is his uncle, uh, and Huey, Louie, and Dewey are Donald Duck's sister's children. That's how they relate to everybody as well. So there's not any kind of direct relations, but everybody is, in fact, related uh, there. Um, the first comic appearance of Huey, Louie and Dewey was 1937, which predated Scrooge McDuck, which was 1947. I didn't realise they were around longer than Scrooge McDuck was. I thought they were added in to the Scrooge McDuck stuff. But the film is based on the DuckTales TV show. They went from 1987 to 1990. Uh, DuckTales, the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, it chronologically fits in between seasons three and four of that, for those keeping track and want to watch everything in chronological order. Uh, but DuckTales' TV show was then rebooted in 2017, still running to this day with David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck, huh. which is something I had managed to Don't not do that. Not That's because he's Scottish. Exactly. Uh, the film we're covering, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, was written by Alan Burnett. Uh, he wrote the animation screenplay this specific, specifically says here it's his first ever feature film he had previously written 10 episodes of the DuckTales TV show but had written 60 episodes of the 1980s Smurfs television cartoon what uh, a but since then he has written hundreds of DC animated properties from episodes of the Batman animated series the classic one from the 90s to films from like the 2000s to Justice League to Superman so the guy who wrote this is very much a big DC comics uh, writer in terms of animation Uh, this film directed by Bob Hathcock also his first feature also worked on the DuckTales television show but he has quite a a spectacular cartoon based uh, IMDB page so after DuckTales and all that, he has the Pac-Man TV show, Richie Rich TV show, Smurfs one as well, the Aladdin television show that didn't exist, the Jumanji oh, yeah. TV show, That's uh, good. many episodes of Dragon Tales. I don't know if that fits into the DuckTales in any sort of fashion. And recently has been involved in directing a hell of a lot of strawberry shortcake movies and television shows. Uh, not particularly sure what that is, but his IMDb around about 2014-ish just turned into everything with strawberry shortcake, this and strawberry shortcake, that. Um, so two 
animation safe hands at the helm of Treasure of the Lost Lamp. The film starring Alan Young playing oh, the role of Scrooge McDuck. I know <laughs> yeah. Alan Young. He's, he's not directing or doing the, face, the voice of that. Bullshit. Uh, so yes, Alan Young was Scrooge McDuck. According to the internet, he is famous for, obviously, DuckTales, but also The Time Machine. That's the 1960 version. However, he did have a cameo in the 2002 version. He's famous for being in Mr. Ed. So famous that he played Wilbur. No, not the horse, but he is Wilbur, the owner of the horse. So essentially, he ah, was the male lead. I thought he was Mr. the fucking Ed. horse. I thought he was the horse. <laughs> <laughs> he ah. wasn't the horse. Uh, also on uh, the the cast listing for Mr. Ed, Mr. Ed plays himself, <laughs> according to that. Uh, Those that then horse talk. Th- I'm not having it again. <laughs> You know, true to life stories involve talking animals, Andy. You should know that bit. <laughs> Bullshit. And the last thing that Alan Young is famous for is Basil the Great Mouse Detective, uh, which is. Ah, oh, I remember that. That was a great film. There you are. Uh, I didn't go any deeper into his uh, back catalogue on that because that was the main ones. The film also stars a little known actor called Christopher Lloyd, famous for. Famous for Back to the Future, and his entire career is essentially Back to the Future onwards. Is he does a couple of things, then does something where he plays Doc Brown, then does a couple of things, and then computer he's, games and he's little short movies. And, uh, well, exactly. So Back to the Future, Clue, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and Adam's Family are his big ones. Oh, and Piranha Triple so, D or whatever it's called. That's good. Yeah, are you in the He's Piranha in that. Yeah, he's, he's in that. Them. Yeah, yeah, he's in them. Oh. Uh, Really yeah, millions of Back to the Future cameos as Doc Brown and things. This is a big Christopher Lloyd. However, for me, he was in Taxi, the, the sitcom from the eighties. That's I remember seeing him when I was younger in Taxi. Not that I'm old enough to be like way back when it was live, but I remember in the good old days of Paramount Comedy Channel watching Taxi and Christopher Lloyd was in it. But for me, my big thing is Toonstruck, a game where Christopher Lloyd played uh, an artist who was sucked into a cartoon world, and it was like a point-and-click adventure thing. But it was actually like a, a, a video clips of Christopher Lloyd walking around in this cartoon land and it had a great cast in it as well with uh, Dan Castellaneta that plays Homer Simpson was in it and uh, and all these classic voice actors from various uh, Futuramas and all that in it. So Toonstruck is a great classic game. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, anything I've missed out that you want to cover for Christopher Lloyd's biography? Who framed Roger Rabbit? That's good. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I'm sure you heard you mention it. I did mention that quickly in passing. So yeah, as I say, very heavily Back to the Future since uh, the trilogy came out in the late 80s. Back to the Treasure of the Lost Lamp, though. Made on a budget of $20 million. Had an opening weekend in the US of $4 million for a total US gross of only $18 million. I could not find a worldwide release, which makes me think it might not have had one because it did so badly. Uh, in fact, losing $2 million for Disney. They intended to make a whole series of DuckTales movies, but because this one did so badly, they didn't bother. And they wanted to make a whole bunch of movies based on other animated TV shows that they had, but were slightly wary because of how badly this did. This did and only a few actually snuck through. Uh, it's not that bad, though. Make it $18 million. yeah, exactly. They, but they did. it lost money. Uh, yeah, losing so. $2 million. I would not like to lose $2 million. That would annoy me. <laughs> Uh, the film was released the 3rd of August, 1990, meaning that it, uh, it would fit into the 1991 awards season. Uh, with it being the year before the MTV Movie Awards started, we do not have any MTV Movie Award mentions here. But we did have the Oscars. 
Uh, it was not nominated at the Oscars, DuckTales Treasure of the Lost Lamp, but there wasn't an animated feature Oscar yet. So that's the only reason why I think it would be nominated. Um, Best Picture of 1991 is a year I don't think we have covered before. So I present to you, Andy and Chris, the five Best Picture nominees of 1991. We have Awakenings. We have Dances with Wolves. Ghost. The Godfather Part 3. And Goodfellas. What is your Best Picture of 91? Dances uh, with Wolves I'd, or Goodfellas? I was going to say, I don't want it to be, but I think it'll be Ghost. Uh, I would have said Goodfellas, was what I would have said, should have won, but Dances with Wolves was yeah, boy. the winner. Uh, uh, yes, uh, something I need to watch again uh, soon, because I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen it, so I do want to have a look at that. And then the Razzies of 1991, DuckTales was also not nominated at the Razzies. Worst picture of the year, 1991. I tried to put as much detail into this as possible to present some things to you here. Because it's always, you can, you've heard of the Oscars once, but you haven't always heard of the Razzie once. So the five nominees, I think it's five anyway, five nominees for the Razzies that year. We have The Adventures of Ford Fairline, which is Andrew Dice Clay stars as a rock and roll detective. He's uh, your first nominee. Second nominee, The Bonfire of the Vanities, which is a Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis satirical black comedy which I'd never heard of before. That sounds like a seemed, fucking belter. That's going on the it list. It seems to be a notoriously bad Tom Hanks movie, as in oh, every yeah. kind of bit I read about it was everyone saying it's like the worst movie Tom Hanks ever made, essentially, <laughs> but I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, next nominee, Ghosts Can't Do It, uh, a romantic crime fantasy comedy starring Bo Derek, for which Donald Trump won the worst supporting actor at the Razzies that year, despite playing himself in the yeah, film. Yeah, boy. <laughs> That needs to get, that needs to get uh, on the list. He's that bad of an actor who can't play himself. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Uh, next nominee, Graffiti Bridge. Now, this is one, uh, it might appeal to Andy, this. Graffiti Bridge, written, directed, and starring Prince. It was a sequel to the film Purple Rain, also starred Prince. However, the film began production as it was originally meant to be a, a biography in a similar sort of way as Purple Rain was, but about Morris Day and the time. Um, I love more staying in the motherfucking time. <laughs> at some point in production, one way or another, it ended up being Prince again, I think. <laughs> Seems to be oh. what I can find out. Uh, and then the last nominee for the worst picture of the year, Rocky V, which was the original final Rocky film. I think we've had about three final Rocky films since then. Those are your five nominees. You won't remember the names of them. So what one sounded the worst? <laughs> uh, the Trump one. I'm going to say that one. Trump one. Uh, you're both right, but but it was a tie. There were joint oh. worst pictures. Ghosts can't do it, the one with Trump in it one, but also the Adventures of Ford Fairlane, the Andrew Dice Clay rock and roll detective one. Uh, they were joint worst picture of 1991. But yeah, a, a, a bunch of films I've never heard. I've heard of Rocky Five, but never heard of the other ones. So I thought I'd do a wee bit of research into it. Uh, other awards because Ducktales, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, was nominated for one award in its history. It was nominated for the most entertaining family youth motion picture animation category at the Young Artists Awards. It managed to lose to The Rescuers Down Under. And that was oh, that's much. a belt of a film. <laughs> 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 uh, I've seen, I had the, uh, the, the Rescuers original was on my VHS collection like DuckTales the movie was. So I've seen both of those, but I don't think I ever saw Rescuers Down Under. Oh, that's um, a great film. But that's it in terms of success for DuckTales the movie. Uh, and my brief synopsis of the film before we get into our talking points. DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Uh, let me know if I miss anything out that's important. 
Scrooge McDuck and his three nephews, Huey, Louie and Dewey, along with Webigail and Launchpad, finally find the long-lost treasure of Colibaba. Unfortunately, when they, unfortunately, when they find it, the centuries-old evil Merlock, played by Christopher Lloyd, finds them. He is searching for a magic lamp that contains a genie that's played by Rip Taylor. Luckily, Webigail has separated the lamp from the rest of the treasure before Merlock had found them. The genie grants all the ducks' wishes, while Merlock and his helper Dijon hunt them down. Dijon manages to steal the lamp and wishes for all Scrooge McDuck's riches instead of giving it to his master. All the ducks hatch a plan to get the lamp and the genie back, but Merlock gets his hands on it first and begins to put his evil plans together. In the end, Scrooge McDuck saves the day, sends Merlock falling to his death, and with his final wish, Scrooge turns the genie into a real boy. How's that for what happens in the film? And spoiler alert. Let's have the urge just to go, I'm a real boy! <laughs> yes, a lot of, again, Chris with his Pinocchio fascination, I kept thinking that <laughs> into, you know, to a real boy. It's not really end. a fascination. <laughs> you love the Pinocchio. Like the last seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, in two different films randomly as well. Um, anyway, on to point number one on our podcast this week. We have the talking points, questions and observations. We will start it as we always do. Andy, how did you find the opening credits of DuckTales the movie? Right. This <laughs> could be the worst opening credits I've ever seen. What? Because right? it didn't exist? Because this is how... I put a film on Disney, and this is what I want to see straight off. <laughs> but did I get that? No, I did not. That's what I need. That's how this film should have started. So instantly knocked off. You never do things like that in like, like kind of TV series to movie films. It always gets put in later. Yeah, you uh, don't want to play the greatest hits at the first. You want to leave the let, let, the big song to uh, the end so that the crowd stays to watch the encore. Scooby-Doo exactly. does it. Scooby-Doo starts every film with his Scooby-Doo theme tune because that's what people want. So, <laughs> Got to give the people it? what they want. Yes. You play it twice. It's that good. <laughs> it's like the Proclaimers play 500 miles at the start and they play it at the end. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> so uh, I was a bit peeved. I was like, yes, wait for the banger. Oh, what, what's going on here? Oh, nothing's happening. I don't know if you guys watched the credits all the way to the end, but they do in fact play it twice in the credits at the end as well. Oh, oh, I, think I stopped it after the first one finished. Yeah, <laughs> so it plays, and then another song happens, and about three quarters of the way through the credits, the DuckTales theme music starts playing okay. again, and I'm like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so not not a strong start, not the start that I've, because I, I, I remember this film, and I was like, right, come on, here's the, here's the bag and tune. Oh, yeah, where's the bag and tune? So yeah, <laughs> it, it annoyed me. That'd be like Mortal Kombat not playing the Mortal Kombat thing at the start. Uh, uh, I feel like yeah, they wanted to make you wait for it. They wanted to be like, this is this is Ducktales, but not as you know it at the beginning. We're in the desert. There's a plane. We don't know what's happening. I think that's they wanted to drop you into it. Um, it says a lot about five year old Bruce that I remember so much of the first half hour of this film and do not remember any of the last half hour of this. Film. I'm, I was so, the same to be fair. Like I do not remember the ending, but yeah, the first bit of it. Definitely remember quite vividly uh, that plane it, like, landing in between the two I can't colors. Remember the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just a lot about you, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, when the plane lands and goes in between the two pillars and they all fall down, it's like I have like that exact scene, shot for shot. Remember that in my mind, it's ingrained in my mind. However, they should all be dead after that plane crashed. <laughs> the film should have been over right there and there. That plane landed upside down. They should all have been crushed to death inside. 
Uh, although I did admit that the, the landing gear coming out after the landed was funny. I did like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, it really should be like a massive international incident, them flying their plane into this quite clearly old ancient ruin sort of place somewhere, I don't know, over in the Middle East somewhere. Uh, they just completely wrecking the place with their uh, with their all planes. these bad things happened. Yeah, before everyone got <laughs> it wasn't some such sensitive. a big uh, deal back then. <laughs> oh, oh, can you imagine my... someone flying into the Sphinx and just being like, oh, that's fine, you can just crush that, we don't care. <laughs> I was going to say, like, when they were uncovering that pyramid, they did that awfully fucking fast. That was my that was my first question. You stole my first question. <laughs> like, I thought I'd been quiet for a wee while, but, like, literally tripped over it, and then two minutes later, voila, there's a pyramid. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a leap of faith that they could do it. Although, I don't know if it actually says how long they were there because they had yeah, the even, a squad of helpers. Even if it like like didn't take like it took weeks or whatever, they still should look knackered because I'd be like, fucking hell, that's a that's a big fucking. Only one of them did. We must have looked tired. Yeah, but the rest of them, ah, we're fine. We just dug this big hole. It's like fucking hell. I feel like Mustard might have done a lot of the the, the work. <laughs> I think if you call it that Mustard. <laughs> Also, he had two buddies at the beginning. There was like a fatter one and one looked like him. They just disappeared. Like they were not needed to be on that anymore. Maybe they were the real guys. I don't know. Maybe. Never ever noticed. Um, I got strong Aladdin vibes right from here though. In the yeah. Oh, yeah. Dungeon and stuff. It pretty much I... immediately just turns into Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what came first though. This it must have been this, this came first. Yeah. yeah. So Aladdin copied this. Bastards. Well, I wouldn't say Aladdin copied this, but because uh, I think the story of Aladdin would exist. Yeah, hence definitely. How they had the idea to do this, but I, I, I was going to mention it in my kind of wrapping up point, but I'll mention it here. The whole film pretty much feels like a test run for Aladdin, as in we'll try out this and we'll do this and we'll do that, and uh, and then we'll see how it goes. As if we've got Aladdin, we could make it, or either the whole idea for Aladdin was birthed out of this movie, it's like, oh, we could make Aladdin, and it could be so much better than this, we could do that, and we could do that, like, it, it's so Aladdin in some of its execution, it's like, they clearly, one way or another, the idea for Aladdin came from this film as well. Yep. My, my problem with, like, the actual, like, talking about the film, what it looks like, is, like, the DVD VHS cover of this, it's like game vibe, it's like, you know when you pick up a video game going, fucking hell, this game looks mental, and then you get into it, and it's like, it looks nothing like the front cover. <laughs> it's like, and oh it, my god, it's Scrooge McDuck is Indiana Jones. Yes, and awful. that's exactly the vibe. It's like, oh my god, and it's like, they just dug a big pyramid, then like, there was a little bit of like, going through the tunnels and all that, but then it's just yeah. like, alright, here's a lamp, fuck all the awesome Tomb Raiding shit, let's go back to Duckburg. Yeah, back to Duckburg, and we'll just be rich and do all this sort of stuff, and there'll be a genie in the house. So, so, so I feel, <laughs> well, I feel, I, I feel semi-robbed. Yeah. I was just, do you know what I've noticed? Like the older you get, and the, the older the film, cartoon films you watch, you can see when something's going to happen because it's different coloured. You're sitting around. Oh, oh, there's a there's totally. a trap there. With oh, that there's a secret door there. Yeah, you can always yeah. see like everything's lovely painted, and then you're like, once <laughs> yeah. things are different colour, oh, that's where the secret door is going to be. Is that pain? It's like yeah. <laughs> it ruins it a little bit because you kind of takes away the the suspense or whatever it is. What also ruins it for me is. Huey, Louie, and Dewey's voices are a hell of a lot more annoying than I remember them being. <laughs> yep, I noticed that as well. When I was younger, I was like, oh yeah, they're, just, they're ducks. They sound a bit quacky. <laughs> nope, they, just, they sound like someone is like has no voice box and is talking any time they talk in this film. My favourite character is, what's, what's he, it's, uh, as Chris called him, Mustard, Dijon. Dijon, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> <you know> this? <laughs> Fuck, yeah. he was annoying. 
No, I like them. I just like this guy's like a complete utter bell end. It's like, but you know he's going to be good at robbing shit. Yeah, and he's very really good like, at robbing. My point is, why does like the big boss guy always get a complete moron to rob stuff them? Like, yeah, always, if minion. you want something done, just do it yourself. Because clearly you're going to do it better. I think that's what makes them evil, is that I'm too good to dirty my hands by doing the grunt work. I just want someone to get it for me. And then the only person who would actually side with an evil guy is a stupid guy. But you have to think uh, of all these kind of evil things now. So it's like, you think of Aladdin. It's like, um, like he's been like away from everything. He's keeping his evilness away so he can't actually go and get like a normal intelligent person. Or you go down the mummy route where he's actually not been around for like ten hundred thousand years or whatever and then gets resurrected. So that dumb idiot is gonna be pretty smart to him. That's a good point. <laughs> Fair point. He has no context to how intelligent this person <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. So it could be a bit of that, it could <laughs> be a bit of both mixed in here. Uh, well, that's well good point. Yeah, it's very good, Andy. While we're on Dijon, uh, my probably one of my top two or three main questions of the film. Which one is a more racist caricature? Dijon or Scrooge <laughs> McDuck? Uh, I would say Scrooge because we're Scottish, so. I think Scrooge McDuck is very racist. Well, I was going to make a point of, like, all the, like, Scottish stereotypes that you went through, and the only one I really got was that he's cheap with his money. And, like, he kept saying, like, awk and how, stuff. But Dijon however, just yeah. seemed like the over-the-top Egyptian. But, however, yeah. Alan Young was actually from Edinburgh, Scotland, um, in Scotland, so we'll allow it. Yeah, like he, he could hear a genuine Scottish accent he has. So yeah, yeah he was genuinely Scottish, whereas Dijon, I don't think he was. Uh, he was, uh, it was American-Italian, so yeah, okay. it's actually a racist performance. Yep, we'll go for racist. Oh, current, current... Get this film off of Disney right now. Yeah, we should have had yeah, a warning yeah, at the start of Disney. Also, Rac- uh, they, they tried to hide it with context, but Scrooge McDuck did call Dijon a desert rat at one point in the film, <laughs> which is very much racist as well. But I he wasn't. He stole the thing of me. But he was a rat. Yeah. He's not a duck. He's a rat, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, that's, okay. That's my other big question since you mentioned that. What is the difference, and what's the significance between the animals that are animals and the animals that are human animals? So you mean because like an elephant, an elephant, and. <laughs> Yeah, there's an elephant, there's an owl, there's pigeons. Uh, Merlock can turn into birds and into tigers and all that. But then most of the people in this film are a duck or a rat or a dog. Like, what is the difference? That's like the big question. It's got nothing to do with this film, but Pluto is owned by Goofy. But they're the same, no, he's not, he's owned by Mickey Mouse and they're the fucking same animal. And Goofy's his pal. Yeah. 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 I don't know, it's just dizzy or weird. One's a dog and one's a mouse. No, I mean like Goofy. Goofy's Mickey's friend, but Pluto's the same animal. Ah, he's he's a dog. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've got you. Maybe it's like evolution, so it'd be like if we still had the Neanderthals around at the moment. They'd be our pets. Like like monkeys are now. Yeah, actual duck is less evolved. Scrooge McDuck is. Yeah. They've not evolved far enough to put trousers on yet. Well, why would you when you were floating around your tail feathers? That's another point I've got to bring up. There's a little bit of fucking child nudity in this film. All the ducks <laughs> when they're getting dressed, they need to see that shit. It was a bit much. I remember, I like looking away, thinking, "Oh." Instead <laughs> of like doing, it, one of them's getting dressed, like, "Oh, fucking hell, should be watching that." What the hell? <laughs> I had to shield my kid's eyes. 
<laughs> you don't need to uh, see that thing, girls. Uh, speaking of horrifying sights, and also on the what is an animal, what's not an animal, the monster scorpion things that were at the bottom of the pit. <laughs> oh, what the hell were they? <laughs> what did they call like sumo fighting scorpions? Yeah. Like, so what are they? A, a hugely evolved giant scorpion? <laughs> or are they like half a snail, half a scorpion? Or they, they were just uh, this horrifying thing that I don't know how I wasn't scared of when I was a kid. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't have much else. The only, only other note I've got from the early going of the pre-Duckburg stuff is there's no way that a marble could activate the booby traps in that place. That was uh, a giant not? leap of faith that was beyond any ducks not wearing pants. <laughs> so my next question is, what a waste of wishes. <laughs> they do really waste them, yes. <laughs> like, well, I suppose that's what kids would wish for, isn't it? No, they fucking would like, wish for it. Chris, get into the mind of one of your kids. Like, what would they wish for? I would don't they want wish- to. Would they, would they wish for a fucking elephant or a, an ice cream sundae? Uh, I know for a fact Papa would wish for a horse because she's been asking for a horse ever watching ever since she started watching Spirit. Right. Uh, as for Perry, I've got a fucking clue what she'd ask for. <laughs> Is she the it killer of the week. operation? Mm? Is she the one that wants to kill you? No. <laughs> All right. No, uh, she's um, her mind changes every week. So I don't know what she'd ask for, but I know for a fact which one of them would ask for a horse. Okay, so that's kind of, okay. A horse is kind of like an elephant. All the toys, like the elephant you can keep, but yeah, all the toys and the giant ice cream. I still feel the like genie was a bit weird with his delivery of the ice cream. Like he wanted a giant ice cream sundae. He didn't want his paddling pool outside filled with loads of ice cream. I still feel like the genie should have done better with that one. Like, at what point did the wish get too big? Because he said they wouldn't do like a sea of ice cream or something like that, but you would do. It would make it rain ice cream. But then I thought this just turned to a fucking sea of ice cream if it just kept raining. <laughs> and like, he said, like, nobody's allowed to wish for more wishes apart from Murloc, who gets infinite wishes. That's because he had yeah, a gem. Exactly. That, that, yeah, I've got, there's a lot of rules with this particular magic lamp where, like, they couldn't ask for all the wishes, but Murloc can do it because he has a thing. Like, why does the thing work? Just because it's, like, there's no explanation. He has a magic talisman. It makes the magic lamp do unlimited wishes. So why can't he just do unlimited wishes anyway? <laughs> like, why? Um, and then there's certain things he can't grant wishes, but then at the end, you can the genie can somehow make himself not a genie anymore. Like, that seems like quite a powerful wish, because then he can't the undo that. Lad, no. that's, he that's, for, that's, he wish, he wish for his freedom. Yeah. It's a standard genie wish, that. That's, they always that's want the freedom. The standard payoff to being a genie is yeah, that someone yeah. wishes you for you to not be a genie. Always. And always no one gets wishes do. anymore. Yep. That's <laughs> how it should always be. But what I would do is I would share the lamp around. Like, So you guys, if we found a magic lamp, I'd be like, right, we could do some serious damage with three wishes. <laughs> right? Exactly, so, you got three wishes each. Exactly. So know, we, we team up. Should have and we should wishes. Exactly. I think that's what they did, though, isn't it? Like, there because wasn't I remember wishes. one of them kids said, I've got one wish left, and then the girl Webby had more wishes. I yeah. tried, um, it might be in Bruce's stats, but I tried to keep a track of how many like wishes each one of them took, but I lost count. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I think so many were off. So, like, that pile of toys and stuff outside must have, so, like, they must have wished for, I want a giant train set. It's like, no, they should have wished for a whole bunch of toys to play with, not just one. Because, like, so they went from having, there's four kids, they all had three wishes each, am I right in thinking? So that's 12 thought- wishes. 20, wasn't it? Did they? I thought they had loads of wishes each. 
Oh, maybe it's loads of wishes then. But either way, yeah, we saw about five on screen. I didn't count it. It wasn't one I counted, actually. Which now I think about might have been a good one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they must have wasted so much on just meaningless crap that they never needed. But even so, the whole, they all got the genie at the lamp and they all got a wish each. Why couldn't they just mm. run down the street to find a random person and say, yeah, here's a magic got- lamp. Wish <laughs> for like this hell to be over or whatever. I don't know what they want. Like, there seems to be no rules or regulations to who was the lamp holder and who wasn't. See, I've always wondered this. Like, say I had the lamp and I got my three wishes and I gave it to, say, Andy and he got his three wishes. If I took that lamp, do I get three more wishes? That's the thing. Yeah. We'd, we'd like, get into some genie knowledge now. We do. We need a genie. If you're a genie, get in touch with us. Yeah, please. <laughs> Definitely want to try that. Uh, and if you sort of fry my brain. <laughs> Especially if you're Rip Taylor, get in touch with us and let us know. Oh, please yeah. don't. <laughs> I didn't realise like, I didn't know Rip Taylor was a genie until I went back to watch to find it and I just realised how much of my formative years Rip Taylor is like he's a joke celebrity really isn't he he's, like, he's yeah, a funny yeah. guy oh, look. but he's in this as a genie which I watched about a million times when I was a toddler then he's in Wayne's World which is like my favourite film of all time and then he's in the Jackass movie again. that's where I know him from yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I recognise the voice I could like, hear it I was like I know that voice and then at the end of the film I had to google it well, good, uh, MDB it to see who it was. And I was like, oh, that's why I know it. Because that little <laughs> one scene in Jackass. Yeah, where he just, like, he just throws confetti on someone at the end, doesn't he? Yeah. And blows off. I've got look at IMDB. And it's like, there's only two other things he's in that are more famous than Jackass. But the Wayne's World and DuckTales are the two things he's famous for being <laughs> on IMDB. So, yeah. Unbeknownst, I saw the greatest hits of Rip Taylor between the ages of <laughs> zero and 15. <laughs> Uh, on the subject of the genie, though, uh, I did enjoy the fact that looking back now, it's funny that the genie is a flat earth, flat earther. Because uh, it comes <laughs> that came around. Like, What's this globe? What's this? <laughs> I like that. Well, I suppose he's been in there for centuries. It was all flat earth back then. Exactly. It still is. Uh, if you're an idiot, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised at how many road signs I saw when I was on the road over the last week. I've just there's no sign on it, but someone's just graffitied "research flat earth." Must be about twenty of them coming down that road. <laughs> uh, just, I didn't know there was such a movement to research flat Earth in the yeah, UK. Yeah, pro- prove it to me the world's round, Chris. Go. You've seen pictures in space; it's fucking round. I don't know; they're legit. They can be photoshopped. I've not seen a curve. I've only seen straight lines. Right. Anyway, on wild hypotheticals, <laughs> I'll continue on. Why exactly did Scrooge McDuck get put in prison in this film? he was trespassing on um, Mustard's newfound mansion. Right, he walked into a building that was his, <laughs> that had massive security. Well, he got in, nobody stopped him, he got all the way to like his office or whatever, and then was like, oh, then found out it wasn't his anymore, and that's enough to get locked up in prison. It's called a plot point. Plot hole is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Here's oh, my yeah. thing. Is the S on like the dollar thing? Is it just the dollar sign, or is it for Scrooge? Oh, definitely, because it turns into a D for Dijon. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I always thought it was a dollar sign until I seen this film. Well, it is a dollar sign as well. But then you it's, know it's what I mean, two, like that's it's called two, two lines good logo. on this one, I think. Yeah, I think it's a normal it's a normal dollar sign. Just got one line through it. Nah, two. I think, no, one. Ducks said two. I think. Yeah. I get the picture here, yeah. Either way, I think he just adopted it as his own logo because he liked it, I think. Um, what is his cane made from? Because it was fucking solid. Imagine breaking <laughs> a steel door. Well, something stronger than steel, then. 
Galvanized oh, steel. Better steel door. <laughs> on a titanium uh, points, by the way, so you can carry on. Uh, I'm just on the end now, really. Uh, I'm just on the, the darkest timeline where uh, Murloc oh. gets his grubby hands on the lamp. And the film goes really dark. I do not remember this bit of the film at all, where it goes all kind of evil and all that. It's completely escaped my memory of the film. But I thought it, 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 it. I was beginning to be a bit like, okay, this is distinctly below average. Until oh, this is intriguing. It's going pretty <laughs> dark, and it's like it felt like it might end badly here towards the end. Obviously, I'm gonna. But uh, and then obviously the, the film ends in well, not the the real ending, but the second end, the the, the previous prior ending. With Scrooge McDuck just flat out murdering Murloc, uh, <laughs> pushing him off of a flying castle, <laughs> and then having a genie put him back on land again, and Murloc just falls to his death from hundreds of thousands of feet in the air. <laughs> Did you see a body though? I didn't see a body, but he didn't uh, have his talisman, so he couldn't oh, turn into a bird. He just landed in the water. I don't know if there's water nearby. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't find know if out in gravity the... to you. <laughs> There's yeah, Chris. Nearby. Like, like, really oh, the, just... All right, Chris. Was, like, nearly in space. <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> also, if, it was. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> but if if Roger Rabbit's taught us anything, if you're in the cartoon world and you're semi-real, you will feel physics. There you are. Should That's... be. It would just be smushed on the ground exactly. or bones and water. Uh, and then my final point I've got is Scrooge McDuck very kindly turns the genie into a real boy, as it were. Does that mean that Scrooge McDuck is the guardian of that boy now, since he's legally like a minor? Like he's a, he's a boy, by I definition. Who he has was a bellend, no though, so I, I wouldn't want to be with his guardian. I feel like he would yeah, he'd wear you down quite quickly with his general enthusiasm, plus now realising all the things of the real world and being a boy and all that. He would just completely grind you down. <laughs> you think he would but say I'm thank you or something like, like that? Fly away and smash into a tree or something, I don't know. So he's likely to end up being a dead boy quite yes. quickly, is what you're saying. <laughs> I can just imagine Chris, if he was ever a genie, and it's like, right, I'm a human now. And he just takes a run to go fly and just runs into a tree. <laughs> That's literally yeah, what I'm just picturing in my head right now, Chris. Uh, any other talking points? on? Doctors? How big are Dijon's pants, by the way? <laughs> they do fluctuate, don't they? Because <laughs> if I had that much coins when I was running away, my pants would be falling down. And also, I don't think I could store that many coins in my pants. He does, it's very impressive load at one point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I've been saying at the start. How is he a hell of a lot stronger than fucking uh, Launchpad? Yeah. Launchpad struck yeah. all that back and he comes along, oh, I'll just take it across for you. It's because <laughs> rats are strong and ducks are not. And those ducks don't normally have hands either. Yeah, they're not used to the hands yet. I think about it. <laughs> uh, is that the final talking point then? I think yeah. so. Okay, on to point number two, the high points. Uh, I don't know how we usually start. Chris, any high points? Well, I have found a film that I will fall asleep to every fucking time. <laughs> I, four attempts, that's not even an exaggeration, four, four attempts to watch this film and I tried to watch it again this morning and I had Nicola poking me in the side because I was falling asleep again. <laughs> Where do you Jesus. get it? Like, where does it? Where do the eyes well, start to close? Um, the first time they didn't escape the pyramid. <laughs> Fuck. Then I watched it again right from the start because my eyes were dozing. I kind of missed half of it. The second time I fell asleep and still hadn't had the genie yet. <laughs> um, got to halfway through the genie. I had seen the. I've seen the ending once. 
that was this morning. Fuck it. Oh my god. So who needs chloroform when you put the ducktails? A cure for insomnia. Is that yeah, exactly. So there you go, people. If you want to fall asleep, watch ducktails. Uh, my kids <laughs> did like it though. They, did, they did thought they? Um, the part where Dijon got his nose, nose trapped in the window and he went out of my nose. They found that hilarious for some reason. Is that their high point? Yeah. And my high, really high point is the DuckTales theme at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's a banger. Hey, what were you, Andy? Any high points? I quite like the start. Like, I, like as the cartoon, I always loved Launchpad. And, like, I liked him. However, unfortunately, he kind of disappears in the film. Like, he's not really in it that much. It's just a pilot sim to the big kind of fancy meeting thing, and that's yeah. all we ever see of him after the beginning, isn't it? I always so, thought he like lived with them kind of thing. I remember him being in the series a lot more, so I was like, well, excited yeah. to start. I like loved the opening. I was like, ah, oh, yes, and then nothing came about him. Yeah. So I'm he looks like, like a kind of hero as well, doesn't he? Yeah. You feel like he's like the leading man of the whole operation when like yeah, he looks I'm, like that. I'm gonna yeah. go for launch pad. It's like kind of flying his plane at the start. I quite like that bit. Uh, um, uh, was it, it took a crash course at pilot school yes yeah <laughs> uh, I quite liked the animation like a lot of people slag it but I quite liked it it worked for what it was uh, I've got a little bit of trivia I don't think I actually put it in trivia it was the last film made by Disney animation things that was solely kind of hand painted uh, from then on every feature film had at least a bit of digital art to it this was yeah. the last one that was completely hand the sales were handmade whatever it yeah. was so yeah it holds up pretty well from that is if you ever go back and watch any of the old disney stuff anyway it's it's pretty much how you remember it you don't think it's going to be pristine but it's it's pretty damn good that's all i've got you uh i've got my high points uh the first scene where it introduced the genie i, I quite enjoy entertainment value rip taylor's best bit essentially is that where he's in the kitchen and he's flying around and then he's reading encyclopedias from uh, cover to cover to cover to cover to cover as he goes down the pile and he has funny jokes at everybody's expense and all that i quite enjoyed that scene and then for me the other high point is the darkest timeline bit where everything goes kind of evil towards the end because i did not remember it at all and i <laughs> quite enjoyed the different animation that everything looked a bit different there otherwise it felt separate from the middle part of the film felt like DuckTales, the TV show, but that last bit felt like, oh, this is a bit extra. This is more than the TV show. Uh, so they're my high point. And of course, the DuckTales theme song as well was amazing. Um, point three, the low points. Uh, I'll start with mine, which is I have vivid, vivid memories of the bit where they're dressed up as uh, cops and robbers driving around the little cars and really wanted to do that when I was a kid. But the bit where they turn all the toys into like real animals... That was a low point for me because it seemed to be needless, seemed to drag on too much, didn't really add anything. It was just a bit of, uh, look kids, look how fun it is to have uh, a genie and you can have all your toys come to life, wouldn't that be fun? It seemed a bit of pandering to children, didn't really add anything to the film. So the toys coming to life was my low point. Uh, what about you, Andy? Well, it's got to be the missed opportunity to play this banger at the start. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you play it at the start of the film? So, yeah. and throughout, <laughs> so yeah, just, just having a constant loop through the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> just as a subtle like, because like it's, I'm actually going to go into it. It's like the soundtrack of this film sucked balls. Like it just didn't work for what was going on. Like Disney are normally shit hot on that stuff. Yeah, and I just felt like bits where there should have been evil music, it was kind of not that evil. And then bits when it like like should be a happy like when the genie's coming out, they should be more like better music i remember the music at the very beginning very vividly but then as my case was everything film but i right now 
like not many hours removed from watching it, I can't remember any other bit of music that was in that, with the exception of the song at the end. Yeah, so, it's just it's just it's like kind of randomly shit, and it's just like yeah, Disney normally really on that stuff. So yeah, mm. sound sound was shit. Yeah, because you should always any, any opportunity play this song. Any star of it is banging. Yep. What were you, Chris? Uh, any low points? Uh, I'm going to disagree with that. I, I thought the animation was a bit poor. I know it was like back in 1990, but there were still films out around that time that looked better. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, Chris, you made us watch <laughs> Beavis and Butthead, right? Which yeah. was five years, maybe even six years after five, this film. So, yeah, five years after yeah, this film. Yeah, I still slagged off the thing about that. Yeah, you actually used the words of it looks like they've all got Parkinson's. Yes. So aware of that, I don't need to be reminded of that. In in Ducktales, the animation is solid, and they're not shaking all yep. over the shop. So bullshit. Well, in one bit, they kind of had two faces <laughs> when they're in the. This is not Batman review. This is Ducktales, Chris. <laughs> like the picture went off, and they had like a. Fucking weird double face. Nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I'll you show me it. I'll go back and I'll take a picture of it. And you I'll do that. You. you do that and we'll put it on our website and you could be right, but I think you're wrong. Wrong. We, uh, wrong we don't have the group section anymore. And on, on the subject, there is a scene in. Uh, oh, I, I know exactly what you're going for. Yep. Screws with Duck's house where. Oh, uh, no. The eye in the house where all the kids are walking up the stairs. The genie is is Jean at this point, and they've come back in from playing outside or whatever it was they were doing. Um, and as they go up the stairs, there's two of the, the the green duck. So there's like an extra duck there, as in it should be four of them, but there's five in total, and two of them are the green. Oh. <laughs> the green at the start, there's one uh, when they're going through in the the big basket of golden stuff. Do you know how Scrooge McDuck is wearing his kind of like safari outfit? Oh yeah. yeah. It pans across, he's wearing his normal blue jacket and then he comes back, he's got his safari stuff back on again. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple oh. of goofs in this. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, just animation for me. That's that's the low points. On the point four, the points of interest, the trivia section is my film, so I'll run through the trivia. Not a hell of a lot of trivia for this one. So I've I've expanded a, a slight bit with other other things. Um obviously I mentioned earlier about this being the first this and the first that involving Disney properties it was the first Disney animated television show to be made into a film and its lack of success meant that there weren't many others <laughs> uh, an actual interesting to me bit of trivia it's kind of on topic this film was only the third animated film in history that had no songs outside of the closing credits in it uh, uh-huh. Like there was no, let's all have a song and dance in the middle of this thing about the what's happening in the story. It's only the third film in animation history that wasn't behind. The Black Cauldron from 1985 and The Land Before Time from 1988, which is another VHS collection. (laughs) Yeah, so this is only the third film that had no sing-songs in the middle of it in terms of animated. So I stepped forward in my book because I used to always have an eye roll and a bit of a yawn when a song came on in the old animated films. Uh, I dodged around it, making my last point I made a bit difficult. So, quick quiz. Who are each of Huey, Louie, and Dewey? Which one is which in terms of the colour that they wear? Who could tell me any right answers? Huey's green, Louie's blue, and Dewey's red. Uh, Chris managed to get all of them wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Huey blue, Dewey green, and Louie red. 
I don't know if you gave the same answers, but they're also all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I, I found this helpful guide. Webby's pink. There you go. Uh, Web, yeah, Webby I knew that pink. one. Yes, yeah. there you go. Uh, okay, on that subject, Webby Gale, I thought was always Scrooge McDuck's niece and related to the other. She's not. She is the grand dale of Mrs. Beakley, the kind of the, the, the main housekeeper woman. Uh, somehow, just uh, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but apparently that's her granddaughter and she's mixed in with all the rest of them. Anyway, so Huey, Louie and Dewey, you can remember which one's which because the brightest hue of the three is the red one, therefore Huey is the brightest hue. The colour of water, i.e. dew, is blue, so therefore God. Huey. And that leaves Louie and leaves are green. Is <laughs> the terrible system that someone put on the internet for to remember which one's which. So yeah, Jeez, red is Huey. <laughs> red is Huey, green is Louie, and blue is Dewey. Uh, and that is the end of the trivia from DuckTales. So that's as much as I have. Uh, Andy, is there any fun facts? There's a fun fact. Did you know that ducks' feet can't feel cold? Oh. Because ducks don't have any nerves or blood vessels, which means if you see a duck standing in the snow, it's okay. It doesn't have cold feet. (laughs) Oh. It's okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Fun fact. Uh, Point five. The TPP quiz. Quizmaster Andy, what quiz have we got this week? This is a quiz that I've made up called Duck Duck Goose. Ah. It's basically a game of higher or lower. So you need to tell me the release date of a duck-related film and whether the next one is higher, i.e. duck-duck, or lower, which is goose. Right, so... So higher uh, is duck-duck, uh, lower is goose. So yeah. When you say higher, do you mean later? Closer to the time that we're in no. now. Right, so... Duck means recent, Higher. goose means older. Right. Correct. Okay. You're right. Okay. Yes. We'll, do, we'll do it as a uh, take turns one, since uh, Bruce always complains. And as the winner of the last one, <laughs> Bruce can go first. Okay. So we're going to start off, I'll start off with the classic Howard the Duck. Which I thought you was... started with DuckTales, but okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> DuckTales did not make my list. Right, okay. <laughs> it was not in my top top duck movies. So yeah. Howard the Duck, 1986. So, is the Mighty Ducks Duck Duck or Goose? Right. Uh, I'm going to say the Mighty Ducks in relation to Howard the Duck is Duck Duck. See if you're right. Yes, you are. Yeah. Right, Chris. So you... You need to tell me the year, so... Yes, the Mighty fair. Ducks. The Mighty Ducks is 1992. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, this is Daffy Duck Hunt. <laughs> Easy for you to say. On <laughs> <laughs> you go. I a goose. You're going to go for goose. Let's see if you're right. You're right. So, Bruce. What year was that? Daffy Duck Hunt came out in 1949. <laughs> oh, right. I thought it was going to be like a couple of years. The film, My Favourite Duck. Is that a duck duck or is that a goose? Well, I thought you were introducing it as your favourite duck. Uh, uh, I'm going I'm to try and beat your bluff here and go goose. You think it is goose? 
older. Yes. You are yeah. right. He went for the. He went for it. He went for it. Right, Chris. That's what I tried to do last week, but it backfired. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. This is a hard one to say. Right. So what you're going for, Chris? Is it harder than Daffy Duck Hunt? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> 1942, Chris. Right. Duck Dodgers and the 24th and a half century. Uh, duck Duck. You're going to go for Duck Duck. <laughs> uh, I've no idea. Oh, I've never even heard of it. Bloody you, hell. You're wrong. It was actually the year less. So that was uh, 1941. My goodness, I'd have gone Duck Duck there. Right. Bruce. Mm-hmm. Too duck or not too duck? <laughs> is that, <laughs> that duck is duck question. or goose? Uh, I'm going to go duck duck because we'll do a duck duck, I think. You're going for duck duck. Let's see if you're right. You are correct. That was 1943. Right, Chris. A lot of duck centric movies in the 40s, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> right, Chris. You to get this to stay in it. It is. Daffy Duck and the Dinosaur. Is that Duck Duck or Goose? Oh, Dinosaurs. Oh. Must be a long time ago with dinosaurs, isn't uh, it? Oh, is he trying to psych you going for a double... Uh, oh, do you know I'll go for oh. a Duck Duck. You're going for Duck Duck, so you're going to go as higher than 1942... Eh, 43, sorry. Yep. Yeah. You are wrong. Daffy Duck and the Dinosaur came out in 1939. Oh, they loved the ducks back then, didn't they? So, there's my ducks. That's, that's the quiz. That's so Bruce wins. You missed a trick by having like a quack and a honk as the, the, the whether you were right or wrong. <laughs> These are the sounds <laughs> that I've got licenses for, so this is what I use. Ah, right, okay. Uh, another, <laughs> another successful quiz. Uh, I enjoyed Duck Duck Goose there, Andy. Uh, we'll try and copyright that for the future. Back on to our 10 points of discussion. Point number six is the stats point. I've kept my usual stats, despite the fact that I knew it wasn't going to be the largest counts ever. Swears. Shocked to hear there was no swearing in DuckTales, the movie. Explosions. I thought I might sneak an explosion in there, but there wasn't any actual explosion. The the, dis, the Disney, the genie kind of disappears with like a, a poof every so often, but not an actual explosion. <laughs> um, but we did, have, <laughs> we did have one death. I said Merlock definitely died. I don't care what you say. That yeah. was hundreds of thousands of feet in the air. He got squished on the ground. Uh, did they say the thing in this movie? No. No? They didn't. They didn't say DuckTales, they didn't say DuckTales the movie, and they definitely didn't say the words Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Uh, they just kept saying the lamp, uh, to the point where they said lamp 18 times, is the amount of times they said lamp. And I thought, normally I count another thing, I wish I had done wishes, but I counted ducks. How many ducks are there in this film? 85. Different ducks, I'm going to say 12. Oh, close, it was 10. Oh, uh, 10 ducks? Yeah, the, the, where Scrooge McDuck goes to prove he's caught the got, got all the treasure, I thought there'd be loads of ducks, but I only saw one duck. There were several kind of birds, but not many ducks there, and kind of goofy-style dogs and all that. But yeah, I only counted ten ducks. Uh, feel free to go through and count them yourself if you wish to argue with that. Point seven, movies within movies. Well, we'll all get on to Andy's tenuous links shortly. I've gone for the obvious ones, Indiana Jones and Aladdin. There's the movies within this movie. Uh, Chris, have you got any movies within movies? Superman is mentioned, well, his catchphrase. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are also mentioned. Yeah, it's turtle time. And obviously Pinocchio, when he says he's a real boy. Real boy. Right, Andy, what, what movie did we miss within this movie? 
Oh, struggled because animation always like struggles. So yeah. basically, how this works is it's a nice and simple one. It's part of um, the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously we know Howard the Duck's part of that, and Ducktales is actually just when Howard the Duck goes through the multiverse, cruises along with Doctor Strange, turns up. And he goes to visit his long-lost uncle, Scrooge McDuck. There you go. Okay. Definitely. Cannot pick holes in that whatsoever. Point eight. Riddle me this, Chris. What is it? Uh, What would you do if you were quadzillionaire? There you go. Would you hoard the money like Jeff Bezos, or would you actually do something with it? Why would you say, like, the obvious question to ask us is, what would you do with a magic lamp? (laughs) Well, that's why it's too obvious. I feel like you just made it up on the spot. Would you hoard it like... Jeff Bezos. I thought, yeah. surely it's got a hoarder like Scrooge McDuck. The one guy who hoards, literally hoards money. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I didn't put any effort into this one. I noticed. Oh, really? As you can see. Uh, I, I would turn it into coins and swim in it, is what I would do, for definite. That's what I'm doing. I'm Scrooge McDucking all the way. I'm building a huge building with a B on the side of it that looks like a, a like a pound sign, and uh, I'm see, swimming in it. <laughs> I kind of want to do that, but like I wouldn't want to swim in coins because it's so hard, so I think I would spend all my money on just get like <laughs> something else. Uh, Buy really, really expensive whiskey and fill up like a big vat with it and swim no, around. No, because whiskey, that smells as well. Like I want something fun. <laughs> Like I don't know. About the big uh, devil's piss and whiskey, man. I don't know. <laughs> like like a big pool of titties, and you can go swimming in some titties or something like that. <laughs> I just more <laughs> <bought> along. <laughs> the doorbell rings every so often. There's a little kid at the door. Can I come and swim in your pool? No, no, you can't go away. <laughs> would you? You just would. You'd pay a lot of women just to fill your pool up and just go swimming in some titties. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, moving on, I think. <laughs> Unless Chris has got something profound that he do with his money. No, no, I can't top Andy's one. You can't top that. Point nine. <laughs> we'll get out of this as quickly as we can. Uh, nominations. What do we want to nominate anybody or anything for? Uh, I'll go first while everyone relaxes after that. <laughs> uh, uh, best supporting performance, Christopher Lloyd wasn't really used enough in all honesty it disappears for about half an hour uh, but Christopher Lloyd was really good I, I got I, it kind of perked up my interest whenever Christopher Lloyd started talking most unexpected person in this film Rip Taylor I had no idea he was in this film I thought he was brilliant worst plan I think in retrospect turning the genie into a real boy might be a worst plan uh, but we don't actually know what the outcome is but it seems like a bad plan uh, worst I've done worst father a lot this season so I've done worst father figure at Scrooge McDuck he cares so little about the kids he just wants money that's all he cares about I've nominated Be- Merlock for best death because he's the only death and also that's quite a death falling from that high and my final nominee best song the DuckTales theme song has to be nominated uh, Andy right. you're next <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick most <laughs> underused character in Launchpad. Launchpad, yeah. Uh, stupidest plan. Everything they wish for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably does beat the GD plan. But it's also a wish, isn't it? Yeah, all the Fuck. wishes. <laughs> all the wishes. Fucking spunk that shit, didn't they? They could have had a swimming pool <laughs> full of titties if they really wanted to, but they didn't. <laughs> or, like, even thinking like a duck. Like a proper pair of hands rather than, like, flipper wing things. Like <laughs> Trousers. <laughs> trousers, yeah. Fucking wish for some trousers. So... Yeah, stupid plan. Um, 
I think that's about all I've got, really. I've got them two. That's all I've got. Over you, Chris. Okay. Most annoying voice, uh, Mustard. You know, Dijon the guide. <laughs> Fucking hell. His voice was more annoying than Huey, Louie, and Huey. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Here? Yes. No, oh, God. wrong. Fucking just grates on me. Uh, my other one is most annoying cash, catchphrase, Shabooey. Shabooey. <laughs> Shabooey. There's no Shazam, is it? No. Uh, and the best theme song is DuckTales, without shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Uh, point 10 on the podcast. The moral of the story. What message did we take away from this? Uh, Chris, have you got a moral of the story? Yeah, if you need something dug up, uh, you hire some Egyptians. Because they dug that pyramid up fast. <laughs> It did. What about you, Andy? Uh, wish for something better in life. <laughs> yeah. Don't waste your wishes. Yeah. Uh, my one, I've stolen the moral of the story, or at least the tagline from Wall Street. Greed is good, because uh, Scrooge McDuck is the greediest man in the world. He turns out to be good, and he does win in the end. So uh, greed is good is my moral of the story. Ten points of discussion sorted. On to the ten-point rating. It's my film, so it is my obligation to go first. Uh, as I said earlier, the whole thing feels like a rehearsal for the making Aladdin two or three years later. There is no character backstory whatsoever, as in, we know who these people are because we know who they are, and we've seen the TV show, or we know who they were going into it, but they don't explain who anyone is, to the point, only Louis gets name-checked out of the three nephews. They never mention Huey and Dewey by name in the movie, they're just in the film, and they're like... Yeah, yeah, they're like three of the top four, five, six characters in the film. Only Louis gets his name read at any point in the script. So it's a bad way of setting up any characters. Uh, it's not especially groundbreaking in any shape or fashion. They do spend half the film at least in the hometown that they had all the stuff made for for the TV show. So I've gone four points. It is not particularly great. No groundbreaking stuff. Andy, what have you given DuckTales the movie? Nostalgia can't win it for me. Uh, everything else has been done better, even though this came out first, i.e. like Aladdin and stuff like that. Yeah. And they really they lost a point purely because they didn't play the song at the start. Two. <laughs> Two. And you, Chris, what are you giving this film out of ten? The kids liked it, but I just found it boring. Like I said, I fell asleep three times watching it. Nearly <laughs> four. So uh, there's better children's films from this era, and uh, not even Christopher Life can save it for me. It's another two for me, I'm afraid. Two as well. So a grand total of eight. I think it scrapes a three, I think. Yeah, the official rating is just, and I mean just, a three for DuckTales. Pretty bad performance. I think it's the worst <laughs> film I've ever done. I could be wrong. Well, uh, not uh, last week was. Uh, not last, was last weekend. Week. Thingy was. <laughs> oh, no, like uh, your oh, worst film. Or Scanner Darkly, actually. Yeah, Scanner yeah. Darkly, I think, is even worse. So we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But... It's Chris's pick next. It's always no the most exciting time of the month. <laughs> Chris really has to pick us at the doldrums. We've never had a worse streak of films as we've had in the last Oh, Nights of Bad Aston was a banger. <laughs> What's next, Chris? So, the my pick I have attempted to watch more than once. Um, I mean, for some reason... Just, oh, God. No, you can't even... You, you said you were going to pick films you've never seen. Yeah, never you let me finish. No, you said you attempted, so I'm already you're wrong. It. No, it doesn't matter. I might have been close. Oh, fine. If you don't want to watch Clerks, then you don't want to watch Clerks, Andy. <gasps> He's watching Clerks. Exactly. If you'd let me finish. No, nah, like 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 like
I brought a bag load of DVDs and Blu-rays home from when I was back home over the last week with films that I wanted to watch, I knew I was going to watch, and I wanted to pick and all that, and I didn't bring Clerks, and then you picked Clerks. <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, I could have had the DVD, so now... Yeah, oh, it's a film but... I've never watched all the way through. All I remember is it's black and white, and that's it. I can't you, remember I remember back in season one, it. you said you were going to refuse to watch black and white films. Yeah, well, yeah. I've changed my mind. Fair enough. But well, I'm go. still holding you to it. You've technically seen a bit of it, so it's not a film you've never seen. Like, I've never seen the whole thing. I, like, literally, I can't remember anything from this okay. film, apart from it's black and white. I suppose you've got, like, DuckTales as well. You can't remember that. What? Well, yeah, I've never seen it before, DuckTales. This is the first time I'd seen it. I was trying to watch it four times and still felt it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's a brand new film I've never seen before, so... <laughs> If I don't okay. like this film, then I'll forever be known as a man that doesn't like clerks. Yeah, I don't think I'm the only one. It's, it's not an absolute slam dunk of a guarantee, but we'll find it next week, what everybody thinks. So please join us then for clerks. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane. Oh, every week should be this. Duck.